Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to The Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport. We are standing outside the Margaret Court Arena just moments after Roger Federer has beaten Hyun Chung to reach the final yet again. Catherine Whitaker is here. Hello, Catherine. Hello, David. How about this, though? We've only got Boris Becker here. Boris, how are you doing? Good evening. Yes, it's me. It's you. And uh, a former champion here in 1991. How does that bring back memories for you to think of all those years ago? No, it's been a great tournament for me. Um, uh, this time of the year, it's the, the country you want to go to after a long winter in the UK with all the rain and a bit of snow. We just couldn't wait to get into the sunshine. And this arena, played one of my best matches. I won two titles as a player and two titles as a coach. Uh, and I, I love coming to Melbourne. Crikey, yeah. that's. Uh, I mean, you know, we're not just talking the one title. The one I remember, of course, is the one that you won. Yeah. And then you went off for a little thing because you'd just become world number one as well. Well, I wanted to actually run back to the hotel because I've just beaten Lendl became uh, for the first time the number one player in the world and I just wanted to be by myself and uh, enjoy that moment. Obviously uh, some of the people at the tournament uh, followed me and then took me back and said hey bye boys we still have a ceremony to go to and you still have to lift the trophy and said oh yes I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah I have to remember that little detail. Um, Boris what, what we've just seen out there today obviously a disappointment that Hyun Chung was unable to, to finish but just to talk about Roger Federer for a minute, you won half a dozen singles titles, Grand Slams. He's won away from 20. Can, can you believe what, what we're witnessing out here? I mean, put it into perspective. Difficult to say that in a couple of words. I'm going to give my best. Uh, I don't think he believed um, 18 months ago that he would be back in the winner's circle on a regular basis in Grand Slams. Um, I thought the era of Djokovic and Murray got the better of Nadal and Federer. But uh, these two legends persevered. Uh, they have improved. They have changed their uh, tactics a little bit. They you know, played more offensive. Uh, Djokovic and Murray got hurt. Uh, so they've been taking their chances and, and very successfully enough for a long time. And Roger, with the, the technique he has and the, the very soft footwork, and then, you know, I, I wonder how he keeps his body in shape. You know, 36, he played thousands of matches. But uh, he must be doing something right. He's doing something right. Um, Marin Cilic in the final. Do you think he can do something that can, can stop Federer getting that number 20? He certainly has the game for it. He has the powerful baseline. He has the, uh, the serve. 
he had uh, a Grand Slam win under his belt, beating Federer along the way. So, you know, everything that you want going into a Grand Slam fight against Federer, he has. The question is always with Cilic, mentally, how strong is he, how stable is he? I felt a bit sorry for him watching him in the Wimbledon final. I mean, he must have recovered, otherwise he wouldn't be in the final again. Uh, he looked very strong against Nadal. I thought that's the best Cilic I've seen in a long, long time. So, cards are looking good. Yeah, he certainly is looking good. I just wonder, if you were to roll back the years, 20, 25 years, and put that Boris Becker against this Roger Federer, have you ever thought about what it would be like, what you would try to do to get the win? Funny enough, um, you know, I play a very offensive style with the short slice and the short rallies. That's something nobody plays anymore. And I think something that Roger wouldn't be used to. I mean, he, he's gotten used to the baseliners. You know, he's changing the tempo. He's keeping the rallies short. That's how I would play. So we would have a similar style uh, playing each other. And uh, on hard court, uh, he probably would have get the best of me. But on grass, I would have liked to play him. We've got time for one more question, Boris. How about uh, if Boris tells us who's going to win the women's final? I'm very much looking forward to the Wozniacki Halep uh, classic because history will be made. Uh, the first Grand Slam win for either one. There'll be a new or old number one. Um, you know, both players are great personalities. Uh, you know, tennis needs a strong uh, number one, and you are number one if you win a Grand Slam. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to that match. Who's going to win? Boy. Um, I wonder if the long matches of Halep against uh, Davis in the third round against uh, Kerber have taken their toll. Um, Wozniacki had less time on the court. I know they're going to have long rallies. It's going to be hot uh, tomorrow as well. So I'm leaning towards Wozniacki. It's going to be a great story no matter what. Absolutely. It's lovely to have you with us, Boris. Thank you, Thank you very much for your time. Boris is just picking the blonde. Is that right? I see. Well, you're looking good, us, Boris. Us blondes stick together, Absolutely. don't they, Boris? Absolutely. Yeah, I've been left out. But lovely to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. 
Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. So, we've just been speaking to Boris Becker. Now... We're inside the Tennis Channel production office with our favourite guest of all time, the person who was voted by you, the listener, as the best guest of 2017, and she's now a guest of 2018. It is Mary Carrillo. That's a lot of pressure, but I'm up to it. You're defending your title. I'm ready to defend my title. Excellent. Superb. Um, So we are currently sitting in here. It is deserted now. Just moments ago, it was full of Tennis Channel production staff, and the reason for that is because there are a few... Uh, bottles of empty wine which uh, we're just finishing the dredges of and uh, the the reason that this is happening is because uh, you were saying a big thank you to all the staff here not only for the wonderful job that they do for tennis channel but they've also been assisting with the production of your new hbo show tell us about that yeah so i had to thank them because i'm doing the old double dip i gotta look you know, you have, and you both are aware of this, you have your scam, your super scam, and then you have your sub scam and your side scam. And so I had, I'm working for both Tennis Channel and I've got an HBO feature coming up next week on Margaret Court. And so they, I, they helped me with voiceovers and stand-ups all week. So I thought the least I could do is blow the suds off a, of a, off a few with my, with my buddies. But the Margaret Court story, I think, is kind of interesting because the whole idea is when is a legacy safe? You know, Margaret Court Arena, both Billie Jean King and Mar- Martina Navratilova maintained that if they were current players, they would not step on that court. But of course, there was no player here at this fortnight who was bothered enough by her views on gays, on transsexuals, on gay marriage uh, to say, don't put me out there, um, which I thought was interesting. But let's face it, Martina, Billie Jean King, they've spent their whole lives serving and volleying. And even now that they're retired from professional tennis, they continue to serve and volley. So it's interesting. They do. So um, we're fascinated to, to see that show. It's, it's going to be very, very I'll interesting. I'll send you a link. What, what's I'll the send... answer? Is a legacy Well, that is the, isn't that an interesting I question? I don't want to spoiler the end of this, <laughs> but, but is there an answer? Is there an Well, it depends on your, on your view. We tried to keep it very balanced. We spent a lot of time... Um, at Mar- we, we interviewed her in Perth at her Victory Life Center for four days. I mean, she gave us a lot of time. She was very generous. She was very kind. We saw an awful lot of good that she does, including giving 24 tons of food a week to the people who need it, to the underserved. To, she's, to, she has an addiction center. She's got, she treats the homeless. Um, there's an awful lot of good that this great champion, I mean, no one will ever match 64 majors. No one will ever play all three disciplines and get to that number. So there's absolutely no denying that Margaret Court was an all-time great tennis player. But her views are so, I mean, they, they slant so hard against the gay community. And that's, that's the problem that both Billie Jean King and Martina and a lot of people have. You know, when is a legacy safe? And do you have to curate your legacy? You saw what, what, what happens. We, we see this every... Rod Laver, the place goes crazy for Rod Laver. And, of course, you name an arena after Rod Laver. But Margaret Court Arena, um, that, might be a different, that might be a different conversation. I love the idea of Roger Federer in 40 years' time curating his legacy. Well, that is... A th- no, honestly, yeah. when, you, when you think about it, it is hard to live long with a great name. Right? And I think that is... That was, sort, that was my pitch 
I mean, it's not, I didn't want to, obviously I have my own strong views about Margaret Court, but she couldn't, uh, she clearly does a lot of good. But what, what do you do with somebody? You know, what Martina feels, if she were attacking, if she were, you know, attacking other groups, if she were attacking Jews, if she were attacking blacks, you would never have, you would never have this situation. And Craig Tiley of Tennis Australia would not talk to us. I hate when that happens. Um, but interestingly, I saw Casey Delacqua, who's obviously a part of this whole story because she's with a woman. They've got two children together. They've been condemned by Margaret Court for their lifestyle. I saw Casey the day before the tournament, and she told me that Craig Tiley said to her, the tournament director, said, look, I agree with you on, on so many things, but it's much harder to take a name off an arena than to, have, than to not have it on in the first place. And I said to Casey, well, they would never put you out on that court. Casey was playing doubles here with Ash Barty, mixed doubles with John Pierce. And she said, and I love this, I want to play on that court. I want to play on that court. Both Martina and Billy said, I w- if they made me play on that court, I would quit the tournament. Here is good old Casey Delacqua saying, I want to walk on that court. With, and so my friends and my family and my fans could see that I'm there and I'm alive and vital. And, I mean, how, how cool is Casey Delacqua? Yeah, I love that. By the and way, it didn't get flag to in, in She lost early, and, and it would have created perhaps some kind of a, a firestorm, a small one, if they had put her on that court. So that didn't happen. But it's a, I don't know where you guys land on this. Well, my views are extremely conflicted. I don't, I, I don't think it should even need saying that, that her, the views that she has expressed uh, on homosexuality and trans issues and all of that are disgusting and abhorrent but the problem is that she's expressed them if you delve too deep you know go back probably only 50 50 years certainly a hundred and more years everybody of any note who's been honored was probably a terrible racist and homophobe and sexist because that's how the way the world was right but she's still around she's still around and she is content to express her views which are now completely out of step with the way the world has changed and that is the problem there are plenty of lauded heralded people out there still that are still around that have the awareness to conceal their now less accepted views and she doesn't doesn't want to do that this is not tennis sandgren who's trying to dance madly backwards from all the 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 twitter the his twitter account of the last you know 19 months this is margaret court saying i believe this and there is no back down to me she's not apologizing for any of her views she says they're not my views they're they're the views of my lord and so that is her whole point but she says things that she says for instance um 92 percent of homosexuals were abused or molested as children i said margaret where on earth did you get that number and she says america so then I interview Martina and Billy for this story. And, of course, I trot that number out to Martina. You can imagine. You can, if you want to watch her head blow off of her neck multiple times, you should try to tune into this show. She's, and she says, well, I guess I'm well, – I'll do it in Martina. Well, I guess I'm just part of the 8% then. You know? <laughs> she said you know, she cannot believe that Margaret Court would actually feel that way, that she, whatever she reads is – is the kind of stuff that she sticks to. It must be a, a wonderful thing to be able to trot out any kind of statistic or anything and be able to say, I got it from America. Right, I got it from America. <laughs> like, wow. 
Hold on. But, but, but again, and I have deep respect for Margaret, and I can't thank her enough for all, for all the time she gave us. Her place is like a campus. It's huge. Uh, she does an, an incredible amount of good. That's undeniable. But she doesn't believe in evolution, so we start there. You know, she thinks that's a theory. So, and by the way, my 87-year-old mother also does not believe in evolution. So you can imagine the conniptions. Do you have conniptions in your language, in, your, at, in, in England? I do now. Yes. I was having conniptions, like trying to maintain a steady pose through all this. Do you know what you should have put to her, Marion? It's probably a bit late now. Yeah, so thanks, wh- thanks, thanks for coming. When this I was, was in <laughs> December, right? <laughs> what? When I was holding it, I mean, this is getting niche now, David. I, I can envisage a situation where, I you love attempt you to edit, niche. where you attempt to edit this portion out of the podcast We're later. We're talking Roger Federer soon, folks, and, don't worry. And, and uh, where I protest strongly. So, on the subject of evolution, when I was holding... Um, mostly unsuccessfully, a baby crocodile oh, uh, in the oh, media centre a few days Let's, ago. It's all about Catherine and, and the, the amphibians <laughs> and the marsupials. The handler told me, so I, I commented on the, the little nails they have on, on their tiny little scary feet, and I noticed that, that one, one toe didn't have a nail on it. And he said, I'll tell you why that is, shall I? And it's so that they can dip their one toe into a pond into a little pool of water they can tell the temperature to within 0.1 degree and the reason this is useful is so that they can regulate their own population because at 31.2 degrees if they lay eggs in the water they give birth to only males at 31.3 degrees they give birth to only females and at 31.4 degrees they have a mixed bag Right. I demand that you do not edit that part of this podcast. It is, it's going. The, <laughs> it is the best fact I, I have ever heard about anything. Right. Really? Okay. So no, I'm with Catherine. I yeah. love facts. We both love dogs so much. Dogs don't have clavicles. <laughs> Let me just say that. So you went into this cockamamie long speech about toenails of something, and <laughs> there, boom. Yeah. David doesn't own a dog, Mary. Oh, well, that's, that's it's tragic. Pro- it's problematic. I'll work, on it. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Right. Roger Federer then. <laughs> By the way, it, I don't have a Twitter account, but if I did, it would only be videos of dogs being stupid and cats knocking stuff over. That would be it. I would not get in trouble the way Tennis Sandgren did. Is your name Catherine Whittaker? I'm pretty much sure <laughs> have that. You ever, have you ever seen Fat Cat, Small Cat? Oh, flat? it's fabulous. Are you kidding? Uh, I've got it on constant loop. Excellent. It's tremendous. So, uh, right. Should we get back to tennis? <laughs> Let's get back to tennis. Before we die? Or? Indeed. So, tonight we've had uh, Roger Federer go through. Uh, he's on the brink of a 20th Grand Slam singles title. Hyung Chung basically pulled the ripcord, didn't he? Uh, uh, in the second set, yeah. blisters, etc. What was your reading? Well, we knew that he had blisters beforehand. Um, I, did the, I did the call with Paul Anacone and Justin Gimmelstab, and we had known early in the morning that he was being treated for blisters. So, I mean, you get, you, if that guy's who moves incredibly well and Djokovic and stretching and moving, if he's got a couple of flat tires, he's not going to be that effective. I thought originally maybe he's tight, he's overwhelmed, whatever, he's nervy, but then clearly he wasn't able to move. So that was, that was a great pity. I mean, he, you know, but Raj, man, Raj is floating over the court like it's nothing, so... I mean, Roger Chilich, I'll take that match. I'll take that match any time. But I feel badly for Chung. He was a great story for a long time, and he's charismatic. He's very taking, isn't he? Didn't you like him? Oh, yeah, not half. I loved him. What do you two think? Do you think he should have carried on, though, and played that match out the way that Chilich did at Wimbledon? 
no, that was painful to watch for me. I, I, I don't know. I, I, the fans, I walked out with a, I walked out purposely. I walked out. I wanted to hear what the fans said. And, you know, you're hearing all these people complaining. Oh, I was hoping for a five-hour match, you know, because he had played so well for so long here. But clearly the guy, I, I hate watching people in that kind of distress. Did you want him to play on? It's a tough one. I, I think that until we've heard him speak, and he's probably in, in, in press right now, Roger Federer has been and gone. I don't think he even showered before coming into press, Roger Federer. He's like, he doesn't sweat. What does he, he need to shower yeah. for? Exactly right. Um, I, I think unless he was in agony or he was doing himself further damage by continuing, I know it's not a particularly edifying sight, but for the sake of sportsmanship, I think you ought to carry on. Really? It, as tough a sight as it, it might be, I think you should only consider retirement if you are unable to, to carry on in a, in a non-damaging way. Now, he might have been in agony. Blisters can be agony. Apparently, he had a blister on top of a blister on top of a blister. And he tried an injection to numb the pain, but it didn't work. I mean, yeah, that, blisters are terrible. that sounds like agony. If I wear, like, one pair of shoes that I haven't worn in a while <laughs> and walk down to this tennis center, I'm, it's, there are major throbulations, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm in pain and I'm aggravated. No, I, 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 I have a hard time watching someone dance at their own funeral. I really do. I'd rather, I mean, I have an, an issue with that. I don't blame that kid for, for having to quit. The, and the more I read about this, uh, what, what, what they're saying here, over the last few days, it was blister under blister under blister. He had it shaved off. Ooh. Now it's red raw. They tried injections to see if it numbed the pain. It didn't work. I mean, you know, and having seen Marin Cilic, who I know quite well, and, and how impeded he was and how devastated he was after that Wimbledon final, exactly. I, 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 I think we've got to cut the guard break. Um, so you don't mind that he, that he left the match? No, I mean, at the time, I, I was on the it fence. It happened in a hurry. It did, and, it, and the, the problem with these sort of things is they put a brave face on it, they play hard, he was running about, and the crowd look at him and say, well, what, what are you stopping for? But when you hear that, and I don't have any reason to doubt, I think, no. I think we, you know, fair enough, really. Um, Marin Cilic, I, I spoke to yesterday, and I tried to ask him whether this was now almost redemption time in a way after that woman final he wasn't having any of it he didn't want to look back he said i I don't want to look back i just want to look forwards but Uh, that's too bad i like it when people look back at all their miserable failings me too (laughs) yeah it would have been far better if he sort of (laughs) relived the misery for you she was great how candid is she about the fact that she's still got a seven-year hangover from the match she lost here to lena i mean that's I don't mind that at all. So Chilich wouldn't give you the goods? Not really in that one, no. He wasn't having it. But, you know, I think it's because he's afraid to think about that. He he was so upset about it. It's a pretty recent memory, isn't it? And that was... was, I mean, I cried with him that day. That was a really tough watch. And it's, what, eight months ago? But can I tell you that when Chilich beat Roger Federer in the semis of the US Open, I so well remember Roger saying... I don't even feel badly because I never had a chance. The guy couldn't read Chilich's serve. Like, sometimes you come off a match and you think, oh, man, you know, what could I have done? To-? Like, Raj took that one well because he basically said, I, was, I couldn't even get any traction. You mentioned match. as well, Mary, before we started this, uh, how well he handled the situation on court to help chung out a little bit. I really feel that way. I, I think that Rod, well, Roger's got such a good sense of the, the moment, doesn't he? And he was on the court with Jim Courier, and the first thing he did, basically, was 
assuage the anger of the fans, some of whom were booing that, that Chung quit the match. And Roger basically explained to Jim, look, I've had blisters. I know how painful that is. And then he went into this lovely, one of his Raj reveries and about just what it's like to playing. And then he went into, he like, it devolved into Roger playing in his first Grand Slam championship. Like, how can he bring all of that stuff? And then he's talking about how lovely it is for Wozniacki and Halep. One of them will win their first major. I remember when I did it at Wimbledon in 2003. And I wish it was now rather than having 19 <laughs> slams. <laughs> and, and, and also, oh, you know, I'm playing Marin Cilic in the first Grand Slam final of the year. Well, we also had a practice session in the Maldives. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's random Raj might be my favorite Raj. <laughs> When he just brings up things that occur to him. It was, it was great the way the two of them realized, these people have had one hour and two minutes of entertainment. Right. We better string this out for 20 minutes. No, that was, but that was quality soy filler, I thought. You know? Sometimes those, those on-court things can go too long and you're thinking, all right, this is a lot of fluffernutter. Do you have fluffernutter in your country? Well, again, we do now. <laughs> do you have cod swallow? No, yeah, not, not nearly enough. Not nearly enough. <laughs> Yeah, but but that's that's sort of the beauty of of Roger. He's he just is so generous with, and he's he's so able to react quickly to things and on and off the court. Yeah. You know? So yes, I thought it was. I thought what Roger did was important. Yeah, I agree. What's going to happen in this women's final? Do you think? I mean, how many storylines have we got here? I don't we, know where to many, start. Too many to begin. I mean, that both of them have arrived. They're both trying to go for number one. They're both trying to win their first major. They've both survived match points against them. It's really too much. I don't think I can take it. I'm getting too old for this kind of stuff. Can, I really am. Can they take it? Can though? they take it? I mean, it? how much tension are we going to see on the court tomorrow? I mean, will anyone be able to hit a tennis ball? I, I mean, think Simona Halep's going to play really well. Do you? Yeah. Okay. There are times when I agree with you. But that match with... Um, I, did, I called the, the Simona match the semifinal cool. with, with Angie Kerber, with Lindsay Davenport. And, and basically... My whole feeling was this is it, watching Halep against Kerber was watching tight against tired. And that was, again, again, I'm too old for this. I mean, you, you're watching this and you, you think of, you know, I'm, I'm old enough to think of them as children. And, and, the, like, and then you, we show, you know, the parents, the mothers watching. And it's just one more reason to just... This is why some people just raise chinchillas. They don't have children. That's that. I mean, that to me, like watching Darren Cahill. Ferrets, Mary. She, I'm ferret, considering oh, a ferret. We've got a I'm genuinely he was a my, ferret. My flatmate oh. sent me um, a, a website link the other day where you can source rescue ferrets. <laughs> Charlie will be jealous. You do realize Charlie's that. Ferret. Yeah, I thought he's supposed to be your mascot. He is. He's your guy. Yeah, yeah. he's, I mean... There's room for more than one ferret in my life. All right, well, there you go. Not no, mine. but I think that's a, it's such a, it's so fraught with, with, they've both had so many like heartaches and heartbreaks, but Simona especially. I mean, she's lost more tough matches in recent years than anyone I can think of. And poor Darren Cahill, I don't know how that guy survives. She's a moody little minx, isn't she? <laughs> she really is. I mean, like, how do you stay with that? You know, how do you? allow for all of those you know. she's likable though isn't she oh I lo- off the court she is she's to me she's the same as Andy Murray she beats she beats herself up the way Andy does on the court she barks at her box the way Andy does on the and off the court there's a uh, you know, I would love to. I would love to have dinner with Andy Murray. I'd love to have dinner with Simona Halep. They're so 
different off the court, but they're so they can be so brutal and negative and self-defeating um, and belligerent. You know, I mean the, that stuff between Simone and Darren. Sometimes I like Darren a lot. I like Simone a lot, but I feel badly for 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 Darren that he has to take that in, absorb it, survive it. It's obviously not as bad as it was, though, because he he walked out, didn't he? And he yeah. said, if he, unless against he, your Joe Conta, yes, like yeah, well, exactly, yeah, year. it was that bad. He said, I can't deal with this anymore. Sort yourself yeah. out, or I'm out, or he was out. So it's obviously improved to some degree. I know it's, that's not always in evidence, but yeah. Then you Very see, then you see coaching. her in her post post yes. match interview after the Kerber match, and she just she glowed, didn't she? Yeah, she, she and the, you know, I, I said it on the podcast yesterday, but when she said. I'm so proud of myself. That was yeah. such a lovely moment. Yes. You know, she's like, no, no, she's very likable. She really is. She needs to she needs to win one of these things just so I can sleep better at night. <laughs> and will really, she? In the end, it's all about me. Well, I, I, I cannot take more. matches like that anymore. I know. In- inconsiderate. <laughs> um, who's going to win? Uh, I, uh, geez, I honestly don't have a sense of it. My guess would be Simona. But I think uh, I think it sounds like Wozniacki's gotten the better of her in there. You know, four two, yeah. Four two, yeah. That's a bit surprising. I'm surprised. I'm a little surprised by that. I going into this thing, I thought that the court was a little too fast for Wozniacki to to be rewarded with her kind of game. But Heavy conditions over the weekend. Though. It's going to be. It's yeah. going to be clammy. Yeah, thirty four. <laughs> Lovely. Thirty four yeah, tomorrow. Thirty nine Sunday with about seventy percent humidity across the board. I mean, sweet jumping Jesus. I am That's going to be cryer uh-huh. with Eurosport as to whether I can just broadcast in some sort of swimsuit or caftan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. That's the dress code. Okay. Um, talking about, you mentioned Andy Murray, Brits. Very quickly, what do you think of the man in pink? There's a lot of men in pink. Yes, um, yeah, that, that, uh, I, I, I'm not crazy when that kind of stuff happens. But yeah. I love. I think Kyle Edmund. He just seems like a, a nice bloke. I mean, you two know him obviously a lot more than me. Um, I've only talked to him maybe once or twice. He had a great run, didn't he? He had a great run. I mean, he didn't have much to give in his match last night, but I. I he just seems like a very nice guy. It sounds like he works hard. Um, I love that Andy Murray's. And his mother. Man, those Murrays, man. You think they're gone. You think they've left the continent. And they just, I love how much support, um, you know, they give him. And, and clearly it has meant the world to him. I mean, he's trying to live up, I think, to, to Andy Murray. And I'm all for that. Yeah. I was happy for him. Yeah, I was, I was happy, I was happy too. We, we've, so we've heard your Martina impersonation. Well, who else do you want? Yeah, we, we've, we've heard Arantxa's Engine Vicario, my personal favourite in the previous that is one. That a great one. Have you heard Catherine's Goran? I mean, that's amazing. I, I, I need to hear it. Because yeah, he well, says great stuff. There's only one word. Oh, no, it was, I love him. <laughs> that's it? He was, he, it was at that, that, Legends, um, that <laughs> Legends All Access Hour, which is Who was an he absolute about? catastrophe of an experience. <laughs> um, <laughs> she got six interviews. Apart from that, it was, no, great. It was I know, awful. I know it's saying. a productive catastrophe of an <laughs> okay. experience, um, and it's just it's just journalists sort of hanging over a barrier, sort of desperately trying to sort of grope their way to to, to interviews with a parade of legends um, who look like someone's got a gun to their head, making them be there. Um, and uh, some Paul Goran was trying to after he'd done a quite a stint, more than a more of a stint than most others, he was trying to beat a hasty retreat and someone sort of literally grabbed him by the collar, pulled him back 
Jack stuck a microphone under his nose and said, what do you think about Nick Kyrgios? And he just goes, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. But wait, no, didn't you tell the story about what he told Marin Chilich to do when, when, Chilich, when he was working with Chilich during well, that drug sure. suspension? I'm not sure we've ever really got to the bottom of what Goran told Marin Chilich. Well, I know he made US his serve more Goranic, a quicker <laughs> action than, you know, a quicker, you know, meat of the ball. You know, I think he, you said he told him to stop just faffing stop about. Just stop faffing around, the word yeah, faffing. stop faffing about. But what, is that, do you think that's the word he actually used <laughs> in the day? I'd like to think so. Really? Yes. Okay, that's good. It's not. That's right. It's not. <laughs> Yeah, stop faffing around on but the But I mean, Cilic, I know he's got, he's got a Croatian guy with him, kind of a hitting partner, I think. But he, he's without... I mean, I spoke to him on the eve of the tournament. He said, I'm looking for a coach. I'm, <laughs> I'm receiving applications. Wow. Um, so, yeah. For the sake of here. this conversation, I'm coaching him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I've always liked Marin Cilic. My, I have a daughter, Rachel, who's tall. She's about 5'11". And she was a runner at Wimbledon years ago when Bob Brett, my, my very close friend, my old coach, we worked together for the late, great Harry Hellman. Bob Brett was coaching him. He introduced Marin before the tournament to Rach, to Rachel, and she thought he was really nice. And then whenever they would see each other in the hallway, he, like, remembered her name. So I have been a Marin Chillage fan ever since. Yeah, it's that's, nice. I mean, come on. That's he listens a, to the podcast, Mary. <laughs> Marin, Rachel, tragically, has gotten married. <laughs> He's kicked you to the, she's kicked you to the curb, but she still thinks of you with great fondness, as does her mother. Yes. <laughs> so, you no, know, you that's, he seems like a nice guy, doesn't he? You He's can go nice into your Australian guy. Open final feeling good on that note. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Who's right. going to win that final? Uh, I got, I mean, I got, I got to think Roger gets his 20th, but. Don't again. listen to that bit, Marin. Uh, yeah, Marin, I, what am I, I'm, I'm sorry, Marin, I'm acting like a fool. <laughs> I think, you, I like you in four. Two Two very close sets, and then, yes. Don't no, be offended, Roger. Does he really listen to your podcast? Yes. I, I love knowing that. He certainly has listened, whether ah. he's sort of... A loyalist like myself. ...staring at his phone, waiting did, for <laughs> the does. new episode to update. For it to it's, it's as yet unconfirmed, but... He did quote you back to you. He so, did. So, you know, I take that as a good sign. What, what, did, he, what did you say? He that did. Was well, so it was during Queens, and we'd had Jonas Bjorkman. That, that, I mean, that was my favourite bromance in tennis, and we still haven't got to the bottom of why that ended I know, um, I know. That, and I love Swedish coaches yeah I mean and Swedish is very fashionable at the moment the Swedish oh, coach the um, so yeah Jonas Bjorkman had been on and Marin had decided to have a listen to check presumably that Jonas had only said nice things about him really? <laughs> and nice. uh, since then he had certainly listened to a few episodes hadn't regular, he? regular regular just trying to regular, 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 regular. Yeah. what can I say I think it's time we let Mary go to bed now, isn't it? Rather than just, you know, camping out in her office and drinking all of her wine. Thank you for coming to our party. It's Thanks. a pleasure. Yeah. We seem to have cleared out the room, though. Yes, we have. <laughs> the, the They're fed up with all of us. Yeah, our company has really done the job. Uh, Mary, <laughs> an absolute joy, as always. I am always here for you. I am here. I am here to serve and volley. Superb, superb. Yeah. Uh, we have been the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph, with Eurosport. We are executive produced by Melanie Bowes, our predictions champion, by TennisBalls.com, by... Triple S, who is very proud of his new name because uh, it means that he's like a wrestler with a mask, you know, from the 80s. And uh, we are also sponsored by La Manga Club, the fantastic holiday destination in Spain. We have a mascot. That mascot is Charlie the Ferret. We love Charlie the Ferret. We will be back tomorrow after the Wimbledon's final. We have been the Tennis Podcast. See you tomorrow. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.